The views and opinions of this podcast are of those of the host, guests, and that's it. Views do not reflect family members, employment, or anything else. The main cast podcast is an area where everyone can be themselves, honestly and truthfully. And we are also striving to make a space that is safe for anyone, anyone, despite whatever sex, gender, age, or ability may be, the main cast podcast is a safe place for everyone to come, listen, laugh, enjoy, and share. Thank you very much. Good people, my people, it's time. It's time for another epilecture, another episode, another talking to from the professor, El Professor Cristobal. For, for, for you who don't understand Spanish, that's the Professor Christopher. And this is, of course, Professor Christopher presents the main cast. How we doing? How are you doing? Like seriously, I want to know how are how how you doing? Are you doing okay? Could you be doing better? You know, um, are you doing well? Because you figure you know it doesn't do do well to complain. Like, how are you? How is your mental health? Whatever you got to do to get it right, make sure that you do so. Uh, There's a place where I was once employed. And one of the the tropes that they passed down to the the population that we serve. Number one thing to do every day is to find some joy in your day. Now, hopefully this joy is not destructive, but whatever it is, please make sure that you find some joy in your day, even if it involves, you know, altering your nutrition for a frosty, delicious snack, a cheeseburger, uh, some wings, some fries, uh, your favorite chips, um, maybe skipping the gym that day whatever it takes for you to have some joy in that day make sure you get it in there also for you new people here who have never ever tuned into an episode epilecture of the main cast podcast I'm going to ask that you follow and subscribe and you give me a rating for this podcast ratings help me grow they also help people understand what they could potentially be getting into by hitting play on any given epilecture I need your help I am constantly in need of your help because growth is always important to me especially on these avenues uh, 
where I'm competing against the big dogs and big pockets. You know, as an independent podcaster, growth, growth within my niche is is what I want. So if you could help a brother out, that would be fantastic. Now I told you in past epilectures, right, that I'm I'm not gonna cover well that I'm gonna try to expand on what I'm talking about, right? And this is one of those episodes I feel like it's gonna be near and dear to my heart because I believe that this topic is very misunderstood and instead of having some kind of insight on what's actually going on, people are are just assuming the worst of our black athletes and who they choose to date. You know, typically I don't cover what we're going to be talking about in the monologue, but that is exactly where we're about to go. So before we jump into it, of course, like I said, please like and subscribe, follow, give me a rating, anything that you could do to help a real N-word grow. That would be amazing. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to be a good topic, I think. You know, are the black athletes leaving black women behind in lieu for other color women? Why is that? Why why do we think this? Why has this always been a running joke for Division I athletes who are basically, you know, achieving their dream to go pro in basketball, mostly basketball and football, because these are these are the ones who pursue um, these endeavors mostly uh, I'm unaware of the demographics between baseball hockey and everywhere else but I do know that those aren't really concentrated areas in which black men are being drafted onto teams in mass right so we, we got the NFL, National Football League, and the NBA, the National Basketball Association. And what, every, what, April and maybe June, July-ish, there's a draft. And certain select individuals, of course, are either there or they are... um basically watching via satellite at home with their uh the respective watch parties you know they got their 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 support system family friends coaches of of um the past uh all kinds of people are there you know caterers the dj you know everybody's there mom dad brother, sister, and there may be a special appearance by the boo, the boo thing, you know, 
And the running joke of, of black athletes is once they get on, they're going to leave you for a white girl. Or uh, they leave the sisters behind and they go chase the first thing white that they see at these schools, right? But I, I think we're, we're, we're thinking about this at a severely basic ideology. We're not diving into why this is necessarily a thing. But yeah, it's a decision that these black men have made to date outside of their race. Okay? It's, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be a permanent thing. But as of this moment, they may have a girlfriend who may not be black in any kind of proportion, right? She, she, I mean, it's just, it's just the way the ball bounces. So why is this? That let's just take a dive. Let's take a look, right? Most of the draftees that come from the NFL and the NBA are from Division One football teams or basketball teams uh, in the NCAA, right? the governing body of, of college athletics. So, when these children, when, when these young men were coming up, right, 8th grade, 9th grade, 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade, they're basically playing, you know, they love football, of course, or they love basketball. But, they also... They have college in mind, right? Because that's the that's the, the next logical step for them to take. And not just, you know, college, college. They want to go to a, the dream is to go to a Division One school, right? Not everybody's injected immediately into a Division One type of, type of program. Some people might have to go JUCO first because they didn't have the grades um, to qualify. They got to go to JUCO for a little bit. Then, you know, you ball out at JUCO. Hopefully, after that, uh, you get some some offers for some better schools. Might not be Division One, but uh, whatever it is, it'll be a step up from, from junior college, right? But let's just stick to our our Division One athlete. Because, again, these are the ones who are drafted in mass to the NBA and the NFL. So, uh, like I said, basically from 8th grade up until to 12th grade, you know, these, these cats are developing, they're balling, they're, they're going to summer camps, they're lifting, they're, they're doing everything that they can to be the best baller that they could be. And by doing that, of course, now here come the offer letters. Clemson, Florida, uh, Miami, your, your Ohio's, uh, who else? Oklahoma's, Washington's, and like all, all these different uh, PWIs, right? All over the country. Because this is where these guys are going. Up until recently, right? You know, because now there's starting to be a, a shift where people are giving these these 
um, HBCUs a try. But mostly the ones who are currently being coached by former professional athletes, right? Listen, listen, listen let's not get it confused. But again, let's focus on the Division One athlete. So, they are going to these predominant, predominantly white institutions, right? So that means the majority of the student body at this school potentially is Caucasian. Male and female. Probably more female than male, but not by much, right? So now, you're going from the school that you're at, which could be potentially, you know, a minority school. Like, every time, everywhere you look, it's you. It's people of your same color, or the same genre of African-American, right? So you're about to go from there. You've graduated. Now, now summer camp starts. Now you're on campus. You go from the majority population of your minority school. So now you're in the minority population of your PWI. Now note, all minority populations at PWIs differ. I had this conversation with somebody on Twitter, right? Because they're trying to make it seem like all PWIs are the same as far as minority populations are concerned. Minority population at a place like LSU is going to be severely different from somewhere like Norman, Oklahoma, or somewhere in the Dakotas, or somewhere in Indiana, or somewhere in Washington State, right? If you were to go that way. It's going to look different, right? So now, let's just say this, right? You you got a, a bag of M&M's. You know, we all love M&M's. Even if you don't eat candy like, like me on a regular basis, you still like an M&M every now and again. All right, so let's just say you got 200, 200 green M&M's all in a bag. And then you put... 50 brown M&M's in a bag. You shake that bag up, close your eyes, dig your hands in there. Chances are you're going to come out with a green M&M. And there's a chance that you could come out with a brown one, but it's not as great as it would be if you were to come out with a green M&M. So now let's just, let's take that into the population of the PWI, right? So within the female population of the campus, because again, this is what we're doing. The majority of the women there are going to be what? Caucasian. And depending on the minority population of that school, there might not be a lot of black folks to choose from, right? And just because they're there doesn't necessarily mean that's where you have to stick to. Like you got you got to understand, right? Even if you're not a Division One athlete, when you when you out here chasing 
physical endeavors in which you are constantly shifting hormones in your body via exercise or whatever it could be, your hormones take over, right? These cats, 18, 19, 17 and a half, 18, 19 years old, they, they, they're not thinking, hey, let me go try to find where my people at if they if this population exists. They're thinking, where's the closest baddie to me at this point in time? And if they look out again, let's refer to the bag of M&M's. Chances are they're going to pull a green M&M instead of a brown M&M. So now, at this point, you know, let's just say they're both freshmen. Uh, You're not immediately eligible for professional drafts immediately in in football, but you kind of are in basketball. So, you know, you're putting in work with this young lady. You guys are talking and dating and this and that and everything else. You know, she feels like she's got a winner because you're doing whatever it is that you're doing. And she might be doing something, you know, studying to be uh, a dentist or, or a teacher or something like that, right? Cool, whatever. Like, everybody's got their plan. And then, you know, this cat, let's just say this cat develops into a world beater. This is is a star. This kid's amazing. He's going to be playing on Sundays. He's going to be hooping for whoever it is he's going to be hooping for. Draft night comes. They got the camera on the family. And the brother has a other colored woman on his arm. Now here comes the jokes and the negativity because that's all the black athlete knows how to do. And that's not necessarily true. It's also really disrespectful to the athletes who do maintain a a woman within the community because they don't get any attention at all. They don't get any kudos or nothing. I mean, nobody, again, you know, that's a whole positive reinforcement thing that nobody believes in anymore. But that they that's not the thing that happens. You know, again, these cats have been balling. They've been sacrificing their bodies since they were younglings. They're about to to achieve one of the, the biggest milestones in their life. And the only thing that people are hung up on is who they are currently dating at 20 years old 21 years old and and come on again these cats are in the middle of nowhere sometimes of course they're at a PWI they could be at a popular PWI but a lot of these PWIs of course are still in the middle of nowhere You're you're asking for them 
to find something that may not exist for them at that point in time. You know, once they get off into the league and once they get to moving around and once life starts restoring itself to 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 natural proportions, then things change. But at that point in time in their life, they are choosing to date outside of their race because of availability. I mean, there's really, really no other way to put it. I mean, I don't understand. I mean, I, I mean, the jokes and everything else. I mean, they're funny, right? They're funny. But at the same time, these jokes are still disrespectful. You're disrespecting a unity of two people who like each other, right? If she's a gold digger, then, then oh well, let her be, right? That's not your life, necessarily. But two kids, when they're not kids, two young adults have decided to date. Potentially, maybe there's a kid somewhere, I don't know. But anything can happen. But these two people, they love and adore each other. Like you can't you can't sit here and tell me that you was dating the person that that people just agreed with you dating at a young age. Like you're so concerned about being different from the people who judged you when you was younger and, and you're turning you really turning into the people who you say that you hate it, right? All because a black athlete at a PWI with potentially that had no no other way of of communing with anybody. Like he, he made a decision and, and and he did what he felt that he had to do, right? Now, I can understand if if an athlete from like a school like TSU. It's not a Division One school. I was I was sticking directly with Division One, but since I mentioned it, uh, TSU, Tennessee State University, right? HBCU. There are white people that go there. It's a small portion of the population. Uh, as like I said, it's an HBCU. So if it was the other way around. You know, and you had choices and you still decided to go the other way, then I can understand. I can understand why people would have have the side eye. Right? The side eye without really having the 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 breakdown of, of, of what I just broke down in order to get to the to the logic that I just came up with about this whole situation, right? I understand that. But I don't understand how how we don't understand what's going on with these young men at these institutions. Like I, I, like I get it, right? I get it. History 
does not bode well for interracial relationships anyway. And here you are parading an interracial relationship anyway. I get it, right? I don't know if it's necessarily, if people are speaking from a place of fear or ignorance, maybe both. But you got to let these black athletes do what they what they feel like they, they are doing, that they want to do at that point in time. But you got to understand where they're coming from. You got to understand what options that they have. Again, minority populations and PWIs are different. You know, cats may not be as engaged in their population there as they would be at home. It's different, right? There's all kinds of variables that could go that we could throw into this to try to figure out, you know, the ideology of the black athlete and the women that they choose to date. But really, really, I just think, you know, it's two two young adults who are choosing to canoodle with each other. Might not even last forever. Just look at Russell Wilson, right? He did the same thing. And where is he now? That's where I leave it. Thank you for listening to the Main Cast Podcast. One of Good Pod's favorite podcasts. Hopefully, it's one of your new favorites as well. Now, remember, please, please, please give this podcast your subscription. Please give this podcast a rating. Please give this podcast comments. The more activity that you guys do, the better it is for this podcast to potentially move up in algorithms and potentially be listed on your favorite avenues such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeart, and more. Again, I would like to thank you all for listening to this podcast and have a good rest of your day.